Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Don't Quote Me. I'm your host, Orla Condon, and this week I'm joined by journalist Emma Kelly, otherwise known as Too Many Emmas over on Twitter, where you'll find her giving her opinions on all the latest entertainment and pop culture news. Her work has been featured in The Guardian, Rogue, Metro, Vice, The Independent, the list goes on, but she'll be familiar to my bottom paper listeners for her Love Island hot takes every summer. Coming up on today's show, Victoria Beckham and daughter-in-law Nicola Peltz continue to cause speculation about Beckham family feud. Khloe Kardashian reveals she and Tristan Thompson were engaged for months in latest episode of Hulu reality series. Selena Gomez makes plea for kindness to fans as Hailey Bieber opens up about constant trolling. And the lineup from IOM Celebrity All Stars is revealed ahead of filming in 2023. In other news, Emma is talking about the latest season of Drag Race UK, why she is still trying to understand what's going on with the Try Guys, while I'm taking a moment to praise delis across Ireland for their work. And finally, as Tristan Thompson continues to out-dirt bird himself, we're hearing from you guys about the bad exes you've experienced in your own lives. Let's get stuck in. Alright guys, we're back with a new digest. There's a bit of interesting fallout this week. A lot of family dynamics, a lot of relationship dynamics that are all being questioned in the press, which is always very exciting for me. Uh, and here to discuss it with me is journalist and like longtime friend of my bottom paper, Emma Kelly. It's lovely to see you. Oh, it's an honor and a privilege. I'm so excited. I'm loving new podcast. It's just great. Thanks. I think particularly because there is, like you're saying, there's so much going on. I just like people sitting down and telling me <laughs> what <laughs> happened <laughs> because there's just so much. So yeah, no, it's, uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks. And, and I also think like there's so much stuff that's such a like blip story that never goes anywhere. And you're like, that actually isn't like a really interesting story because there's nothing more to it than just that. I, I mean, me and you have worked these desks before. We've worked mm-hmm. these entertainment sites where it's like you put up you know, dozens and dozens of articles in a day 
most of which would probably be like lead to nothing or go nowhere. And then you get the one story that you're like, this is like an ongoing little simmer. And that makes me interested, do you know? Yeah. And there has been, like you're saying, there's been a few of those this week where they are yeah. stories that started before I was born. <laughs> and before our time, on, Emma. Before our time. And I really do enjoy those ones because you kind of forget about it. And then there's a little update and you're like, yeah, okay, this is going to be my personality for a week. <laughs> so come here, we're going to start before we get into it all. Um, you've had a bit of a hectic weekend, but you've also had a nice weekend. You had to see Pillow Queens last night. I did. Um, we had a bit of a disaster of a weekend. My One of my lovely friends was coming over, hadn't seen her in nearly three years. Um, and due to a work kind of mix up it ended up being like delayed until Saturday we were supposed to be pillow queens on Saturday would have been great we had dinner plans everything was wonderful and then the lovely people at Ryanair and um, <laughs> left her stranded in Birmingham for four hours and we missed the concert and it was one of those things like oh okay we'll miss dinner but we'll be okay, okay yeah, yeah yeah we won't go straight to like we'll just go to the pub and get some pub food oh actually we'll just go to the pub we'll have to miss the support act and then it's like okay we're not going no and yeah and then by just lovely luck um the lovely people at pillow queens uh got us fixed for tickets on the sunday night for their second night uh, sold out of Vicker street because we were so pathetic no you were dead i saw you on twitter being like please please give me tickets it's so nice as well when people really gather behind you on twitter and genuinely really try and help yeah because i think particularly with going to concerts in Dublin and going to people with see people with really big followings like Pillow Queens yeah and if you haven't heard them if you haven't listened to them they are one of the best bands in Ireland probably the best band in Ireland I don't um, think anyone has not heard of them after this weekend because <laughs> if you hadn't heard of them someone you follow on Instagram was there someone was, was there absolutely wild I was just walking around being like thoughts I'm off Etsy off her like <laughs> listen to her podcast <laughs> it was ridiculous and uh yeah no it was a really great night and had a lovely time and um, luckily not too worse for wear today so you don't have to deal with me being an absolute nightmare on the podcast today in that sense well unfortunately you're <laughs> gonna have to deal with me being that way I yay <laughs> so we were at the stellar awards on Friday night the Insta Star Wars and um my bottom paper, my other podcast for anyone who doesn't listen to that on here, although I doubt there's many of you yet, because we're still very new, uh, was up for best podcast, which was honestly the most fucking hilarious thing ever to me, because I feel like, I don't know, there's there's very much a bubble in these worlds, right? And like, I, we like on my bottom paper, and you know this, we've had these conversations many times on there, that we love to kind of peer into those bubbles and like... Uh -huh share opinions that are not always warranted about these people within <laughs> these bubbles right like that's how it kind of works so for us then to be like in the sphere and like walking the right carpet so I was like this is just like the weirdest thing ever um, and I was so anxious about it like I was really nervous walking into it such an intimidating room of like everyone that normally just lives on my phone now just mm -hmm. all walking around and socializing with each other and like you know doing like TikToks and stuff and I'm like what the <laughs> fuck is going on it's wild but it was such a good night and it was so and like it was so lovely to meet so many people like it sounds so awkward like so many people you know from Instagram like other podcasters yeah. and stuff that you're like I've never actually met you in real life um but it was also just a lovely excuse to get back to Dublin which I've really been missing and I 
I absolutely made use of it, like back to back pints with friends and stuff, which is not me. I'm not a huge drinker. Um, and like, I just like, I'm swollen. My face is swollen <laughs> from the weekend. Like you'd swear now that I was out to like 6am last night. No, I'm just not able for the go anymore. Just not able. Yeah, I just think everybody was like that this weekend. There was something weirdly like feral in Dublin or something. There was too much going on. <laughs> Everyone was out. I was like, yeah, we're going to the, watch the match on Sunday. We're going to go to the pub. We're going to go here. And yeah, it was just, um, I, I can't do it anymore. No, yes, I yeah. I can. And I know now the rest of my week is a write-off. Like, yeah. I'm literally sitting here, like, in a jumper. You can see me from, like, the, the chest up. There are just oh, crappy yeah. bottoms on the bottom. Yeah, and that yeah. is what we're going to have to deal with for the rest of the week, I think. Yeah, no, I think it's going to be one of those weeks where I'm, like, just craving. Do you know when you're like, I just need another weekend? I just need another weekend yeah. now. Because I'm exactly. not. Exactly. You know, this weekend was, like, a drain in the best way in that you were just on the go. But it's like, uh-huh. now I need a recharge. Like, now I need a recharge weekend. And I I just need Strictly, basically, for the rest of the year. I'm like, okay, you're yeah. going to stay home and you're going to watch Strictly on a Saturday. And you're not going to be thinking that you're 22 <laughs> trying to like, like seriously cop yourself on like I'm, I'm in my thirties. I can't be dealing with this do you know what I'm so excited for because t- we got in so late last night that I was just like I need to catch up on the real housewives of Beverly Hills <laughs> like an absolute zombie like scoffing at dominoes and then we just passed out we were like so t- you'd swear we flew back from fucking Australia we literally were like 45 minutes across the Irish Sea uh, but I'm really excited tonight because we're going to do Hocus Pocus 2. So I'm really oh. looking forward to it. Like, oh, well, let me know how you feel about that. I want to hear about okay. that on next week's podcast because I watched it on Saturday. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Um, but I Hocus Pocus, the original, is one of my favorite films of all time. So, so good. Yeah. So good. It's, it's the best. I mean, yeah. just, I watch it every year. I watch it sometimes in the summer and then in Halloween. And then sometimes just get it's yourself Christmas. Amped. Yeah. Yeah. I just know I love it. And it's just, it's so easy watching and it hasn't dated that much. Like there's parts of it that you're like, oh, that's a bit kind of weird. And maybe that, but like generally it's held up for 30 years ago. Like it's held up really well. I mean, the only thing that is quite weird when you watch it now is like, why are they talking about virgins so much in a children's movie? (laughs) Every other line is like a virgin. And that's in the new one, right? Like, I, yeah. yeah. So everyone's like, I thought that this would be a part that they'd just maybe adapt a little bit. Like, and they do reference that kind of, which is quite nice, but uh, like, sort of like how weird it is. Yeah. But, and yeah, even the way Sarah watch- Jessica Parker's character is a bit like weird about like men, but like even young men. And now you're like, is this sexual? Because this is weird. Now, I did kind of miss in the, in the new one, actually, they, that is toned down because obviously that was quite creepy if you look back on <laughs> it. But I really, I missed. I miss Lee Sarah. <laughs> like I, I just love her. She's just like basically she's Samantha Jones. Yeah. Like, but it's played but not by Kelly into reality. Just like exactly. totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Right. No, I've loved it. Right. Let's get into some of these stories. Um, Victoria Beckham and Nicola Peltz. This is a mm-hmm. weird. And I will say, lads, there's some of these stories I've avoided for a long time because I just don't like them, and they've <laughs> continued to pester at me. And now I'm intrigued. And this is one, this whole thing, ever since the engagement, ever since Nicola Pelz and Brooklyn Beckham got married, Brooklyn Beckham is just endlessly annoying to me. Um, like, 
oh, there's just certain people that I just put in like a folder of celebrities and I'm like, you fucking annoy me so much that I just will <laughs> not take it. If he donated millions to charity, I'd be like, oh, fucking hell. I just can't. I just can't. Of course he did. Of course he did. Of course, that's so him. To do. Like ever since he's like, photography book and then his stint as a chef and all this bullshit I just he's such a child of fame and yeah that family as we've seen on social media the Beckhams are a very close-knit group they're very lovey-dovey which is lovely right but you really? can tell he is a pampered pooch like he is a grown man who is still receiving like like is he still breastfeeding could be I don't know I, don't I know. mean I think I've heard that rumor <laughs> put it out there <laughs> Just put it out there. Weird, like weird, 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 right? But so I kind of just was like, yeah, they're grand. Like Victoria and David are cute and some of the other kids are kind of nice and whatever. Nicola Pels comes into the situation. She gets engaged to Brooklyn Beckham. They get married. I was like, fuck off. I can't with this now celebrity wedding. I've no mm-hmm. interest in it. No interest in it. Um, but I think one of the biggest misconceptions and I definitely had it for a really long time until like the rags were literally forcing it down my throat to be like, you will consume this content. <laughs> Um, was that Nicola Peltz was a bit was kind of punching up in that you know she was kind of a lesser known actor like model like this kind of it girl like Instagram famous this kind of stuff and that Brooklyn Beckham Beckham was from this like established celebrity family such a yeah which such a place in celebrity culture um, and that's just not the case like mm. Nicola Peltz is not kind of rags to riches here she is the daughter of a billionaire businessman Nelson Peltz and model Claudia Hefner nothing to Hugh I googled um, she has one sister six brothers two half siblings big owl offspring there from Nelson Nelson in 2014 was listed as one of Forbes uh, 25, 25 highest earning hedge fund managers with a total earnings of 430 million dollars um, what are hedge funds? You will find out on this podcast. I was just <laughs> about to say, I will never learn either. No. I have I have come to terms with not knowing what a hedge fund is. I and know. I am okay with not knowing. I'm okay. Know. I'm okay. I don't yeah. need to know. I will never have one, nor will it ever impact me, I don't believe. <laughs> There'll yeah. be someone now with some kind of economic story being like, but it does impact you. I don't Text know it how. In. <laughs> if, yeah, absolutely. If you want to fill me in, guys, the DMs are open. In 2020, <laughs> Pels organized a fundraiser in support of the re-election campaign for President Donald Trump. Just a bit of flavor there for mm. no, you know, not putting out my political allegiances. No, we're not a political podcaster. No, this, get well, that elsewhere too, right? Finance, <laughs> politics, not here, my friend. Um, but he later, after a certain insurrection, said, I do not know that man. I'm sorry <laughs> that man. Um, on, Mariah. Yeah, he's like distance myself. And in October 2021, his net worth was estimated as 1.7 billion US dollars. So, like, this is an established man. <laughs> like when you're making the Beckhams look poor, they're the poorer family. So poor, right? Like so, so poor. poor. And this was a part of the narrative of the wedding was all that Nicola Pelsa's family were paying for so much of it, but the Beckhams were contributing. And I was like, what are they contributing? Like, are they like, <laughs> are they covering the favors? Like, what are they? Do you know what I mean? Like, what's the they, contribution? They got the chair bows. Yeah. They got like the bows for the chairs. They maybe paid for like the sweet trolley. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like VB was them. inside Nike getting like 600 tea lights and jam <laughs> jars and doing it in her gaff. Like, Perfect. A little bit, a little bit of bow, a little bit of ribbon. Yeah, just a little bit of DIY Beckhams, you know. Um, so they announced their engagement, Brooklyn and Nicola, in July of 2020 after dating for kind of a year or so. Um, and they 
were married in April 2022. Um, and a lot of the stuff that we saw around that period was constant pictures of them all together as, as a family, mostly Nicola with the Beckhams. Mm-hmm. And it was this real integration of her into the family, pictures of her with Harper and pictures of her with Victoria and all this kind of stuff, like constant, constant, constant. And this kind of iteration that like Nicola is as close with her family and it's as important to her as it is to Brooklyn. She has a tattoo that says family, like just this really like super sweet, like we're going to be so close. It's the like linking of these two. They want to say similar lineages, even though it's not at all. (laughs) And then the marriage happened and the wedding happened and this feud rumor starts to bubble. Not too unlike the Meghan Markle, Kate Middleton thing in that as soon as the wedding was done, it was like, what's the next phase of this story? And sure. it was the feud. Um, and it all started from this like, this concept that Nicola was meant to wear a Victoria Beckham gown for the wedding and decided apparently in the end to wear Valentino. Um, and like they've come out since and said that that's not true. And Nicola said that that was always the plan, but that Victoria couldn't get her like people yeah could get her people to get it ready in time and that Victoria kind of disappeared for a few days and she didn't hear back so she moved with the Valentino gown instead and like lads to say I didn't give a fuck when this was <laughs> out, I was like grant whatever grant but since then it's been this constant trickle and for me it really kicked in last week when I saw that David Beckham had reportedly pulled Brooklyn for a bit of a chat and was like, you need to put this shit to bed. Like, we're sick of these rumors. We're sick of this constant talk about a feud. The fucking body language experts are back out trying to decide, you know, what Victoria's earlobes say about her relationship. With They're very Nicola. expressive, though. Very expressive. You can tell a lot just between <laughs> the lines, you know. Uh, David reportedly said to Brooklyn, we don't do this in our family. And you know, we don't do this in our family. What happens next is up to you. But we are done with the drama. There was efforts made this week. Victoria was making her debut at Paris Fashion Week and there was efforts to kind of squash it even more. Um, Pictures were put up of them as a family where she was like, I love you all. There was um, clips of the three of them interacting. But since then, there has been another video that's been released of Brooklyn and Victoria having a bit of a chat and Nicola's back is to the pair of them. She Now, in fairness, she's talking to the other one's girlfriend. Ed. Romeo, Bro- yeah. What's the other one? Cruz, Ro- no, Romeo, Romeo, Romeo. His girlfriend, and Grant. But then you see like Brooklyn, like tugging on the back of her jeans, like obviously trying to get like her attention to be like maybe swivel around here and join in just for a few minutes, do a little face, you know, mm-hmm. pay a little face time, bit of face time. And now it's like bubbling again. There's this real, and they're really trying to squash it. And now I'm a bit interested. Have you followed this story or do you care? I, I didn't care like yourself. I could not be bothered. I I re- actually quite like the Beckhams. I love Victoria Beckham. I think she's yeah. one of the most underrated funny people. Um, and I think David Beckham is a work of art. And I just, and I was, that's kind of when Brooklyn got engaged because I've never felt older because that was a child I remember being born. Yes. <laughs> So yeah. that was weird to me. But then I was sort of like, ah, oh, there's no feud. Get over yourself. It's grand. I did find the wedding dress thing weird because the thing is, Victoria would have got a dress on that woman. Yeah. <laughs> she was going, I don't believe them when they say, oh, that, oh, Victoria couldn't get her people involved. Victoria Beckham can mobilize people. Yeah. She can mobilize people. She can get what 
if she wants a dress made, she's going to get a dress made. I do think that was quite weird that there was no Beckham brands on the wedding. Yeah. Um, I do think that was not so much like, oh, evidence of like a massive rift, but I just found it a bit strange because she'll dress anyone at any other event that she needs. Yeah. And the fact that it was just not there at all, not even like, you know, the after's dressed or something like that was like VB or like a shoe or even like the makeup or something. Yeah. And even um, especially yeah. like for a business perspective, because I feel like the rumors have died down, right? But like definitely like two years ago, three years mm. ago, there was a lot of there was a lot of talk about how Victoria Beckham's brand was not making money, right? And yeah. it wasn't it wasn't earning as much as it used to be and that potentially it was on a little bit of a, a drop and yeah. I, re- I remember covering that where it was really interesting that she was making a loss she wasn't covering costs and it was this thing of like is she going to get investors is she going to shut the whole thing down mm-hmm. like how is she going because it was the first crack I had seen in a pretty impeccable brand that she has built from where she was even 10 years ago when she did the Spice Girls reunion and it was like she still couldn't quite get away from that part of her of her history not that she's embarrassed or anything but just to build something a little bit more I don't know long lasting I suppose well genuinely impressive like to that's like she is now designer first and Spice Girls second like that is a turnaround yeah I mean I know Jerry has also kind of done it but in the way that's like oh actually no not in a good way she just no she doesn't have the same brand like yeah 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 absolutely yeah. you're still like no, go on give it show us show us the union jack jerry just show exactly and um, yeah, brighter red. Right, like from a brand perspective like that that's the kind of marketing that you just couldn't buy like you it's just couldn't yeah like it it's was involved like it's like it was everywhere so yeah i'm totally with you on yeah on so that was fine and then i kind of forgot about it to be honest just like yeah grand or whatever and then when they like Nicola addressed it in like grass like grazia interview and then yeah then I just just from the pictures because they put up so much and you can really notice if somebody isn't there yeah and Brooklyn does seem to have gone from family pictures family pictures family pictures to very wife guy yeah and, and everything find, is yeah. my wife he oh. annoys me for this, right? Like, so he loves his wife. Loves he his loves, wife. he loves my, my wife. Marriage. My wife. <laughs> my wife. My wife. It's like when people say, like, it's such an ache of mine when people are like, the mother, the sister, the uh, brother. You're like, oh, just say their name. Just say their name. It's so annoying. But he, yeah, everything is my wife. Everything's my wife, which is like grand. Okay. Like, he's in the bubble, like, enjoy yeah. the whatever, grand. But like, like you say, it dropped off the face of the earth, the interactions on social media. I think Victoria was seen to have not liked a picture of Nicola's since like yeah. the honeymoon or something yeah. like that. Like it took and, it's been ages. And as well, the one uh, one thing that I just found weird was that Nicola's family were basically on the honeymoon. <laughs> and yeah, not, none of like, okay, fair enough. You know, it was like this big family thing, you know, like some people have like sort of friend honeymoons where like they yeah. go to like a festival for class. Good for you. Well, to have the bride's family there. And then, like, the back comes, absolutely not. You're yeah. not coming on the honeymoon. You're yeah. not coming on the yacht. That, I found that quite weird. And I'd say that, I mean, my close personal friends, Victoria and David, I would say that they are, vet, they'd be pissed. Yeah. Because that, like, then they're the sort of undesirable yeah. side of the family or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And I dare say I've ever had to deal with that since, like, literally David Beckham signed the contract. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I'd be annoyed. Yeah. I would be annoyed. 
And there was also that stuff of, um, you know, all, all these posts that Nicola was making and interviews she was giving where she was talking about uh, Brooklyn getting really close with her dad and like mm-hmm. learning about business and, and like her dad taking Brooklyn under his wing as if like his parents haven't built <laughs> successful companies. Yeah. And he's not and been given was, a skill. <laughs> and there was this headline of, you know, the new Mrs. Beckham about, about Nicola, which apparently did not go down well with Victoria. But I'm like, mm-hmm. what really shouldn't have gone down well with you guys was when Brooklyn tried to claim that he came up with the idea of two surnames. <laughs> That's one of my favourite things I have ever seen. Just being like, oh, we're trying to make this new, cool tradition. I'm like, what, double barrel surname? Like, absolutely amazing. The thing is, what you find annoying, I do also find annoying. But what I I just find him an absolutely fascinating human, that he can bounce through careers because he has that sort of um, safety net of being a Beckham and also now the son-in-law of like a billionaire yeah I want the confidence of somebody who can go on good morning America or whatever and make a bacon sandwich like you haven't invented the bacon sandwich that is a level of confidence and lack of self-awareness that I can only strive for like such delusion and you know what let him have it at this rate I'm like kind of he's truly got he's truly got to be up there with one of the most annoying celebrities oh yeah like, and, he, I, I, like he's just annoying I just find him so and like it's hard and I, I get that there's a pressure on kids of fame mm-hmm. especially if they want to stay in the spotlight which he clearly does oh yeah you kind of establish yourself a little bit separately to what your parents are you know what I mean and I, mm-hmm. I kind of get I imagine that that I can totally imagine Emma that, that is really difficult <laughs> for the so richness but like so his like constant claims that he he it's like like it would be like me taking a really good picture being like I am a model. <laughs> but no, we are though. Not the in Star thanks. Wars. This is yeah, I know. Beautiful blow dry. Beautiful hell, blow dry. That was so that was the most. <laughs> we won't. Um, but like, do you know his constant thing of like I am a photographer, I am a chef. It's like maybe just say like. I have a passion for food. I like, really I enjoy photography. I my curry the other night. I'm now a chef. Fucking and get that book did make me printed. Feel like a chef. <laughs> There's going to be some like Emma's, like Emma's meals, Christmas put deal some, guys coming your way. You can like get a book. Put some scallions on something and it looks like you've made an effort and you care this about yourself, even though it came out of a packet. That is my top tip. I am now a chef. Get me You're on Good Morning America. You're a chef. I just it it annoys me and them being front row of like all these fashion shows as if all of a sudden just because they're married I'm to give a fuck about them I'm like look I'm really happy that you're happy because they they do seem like madly in love like they do seem happy which is lovely yeah 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 whatever right but like oh like beyond that I just find them such a drain of I would you know what I mean there's so many better couples to look at and and speculate about so many yeah I just think it's like such a low level there's no stakes no <laughs> you know it's just fine if they like, split I mean, in the morning really I'd be like Grant yeah sure Grant. it'd be like that Alan Partridge kind of thing just like a shrug like yeah. I, I really don't care like I'd be kind of like oh is Chloe Moretz back on the scene I'd, I'd be into that I, I really oh enjoyed God. that era I remember but, uh, once uh, I was working you'll appreciate this I was working the early shift on an entertainment desk on mm-hmm. a Sunday morning so oh, I was I was on about late. six a.m. right, 
So I, I probably looked and sounded very similar to this right now, which is <laughs> rough. Um, and Chloe Moretz and Brooklyn were in Dublin that weekend, and they were at uh, like they were at like a football match in Croker or something. They were, at, they were at some game match in Crow Park, and I just happened. She, I didn't even know I followed her, but she came up at the top of my Instagram stories that morning. And just the way you'd have a quick sconce just to see was there any breaking news or anything that was. Yeah. Like, and it was her and Brooklyn a selfie at Crow Park. And I was like, that is gas. And it was only up a couple of hours. So I like, it's like per grant, like celebrities in Dublin or in Ireland always is a good thing. People it's love great, to see yeah. it, right? And it was like, that like sustained our like clicks for I think like a week. Like we did <laughs> such good traffic. So Chloe Moretz is a special face in my heart because she got me a bit of a break for a week for a pretty... <laughs> You know, like through, through a Sunday yeah. shift. Show me through a Sunday, Sunday shift, which you know can be the fucking worst. So, Chloe, oh. this one's for you, girl. <laughs> Speaking of Chloe, this might be the smoothest segue well, I've ever done. Um, I'm so impressed with that. Oh, that was just, and I did not, we did not plan that. It was not a coordinated segue, swear to God. Um, Chloe Kardashian and the sympathy I have for her mm-hmm. is ever expanding um, with every new episode of The Kardashians on Hulu. Full transparency, I don't watch it. Like, Neither full, do I. I don't watch full episodes. I watch the clips. I'll find out through the various kind of fan accounts that I follow, kind of generally what has happened. But I have definitely been increasing the interest in the last couple of weeks. Um, and while it was my plan at the weekend to watch this for research purposes, I was in the pub. So I'm sorry, <laughs> but I will catch up. Um, and she has been talking a lot about the state of her relationship or lack thereof with Tristan Thompson, world's biggest dirt bag and the pregnancy and her second baby who my hairdresser is a huge Kardashians fan right like she loves them she's seen all of keeping up with the Kardashians she's glued to the Kardashians on Hulu she's like she loves them huge fan didn't know that Chloe had a second baby right I was like and I that's not like I'm not surprised by that because no. I I think I even though I don't watch like the Hulu show I think I say, I keep up with them. I keep yeah. up with them. I'm vague. I know what's going on. Yeah. I didn't find out she had the baby until about three days after. Yeah. Like when she'd had the baby. And I was like, yeah. Sorry, what? Like, yeah. It's so weird. And yeah. And someone, but, I saw someone tweet being like, this is such a sign of their relevancy and how things are changing. I was like, no, this is no, I don't such a sign of the, of the strings that Kris Jenner is able to pull to protect the family yeah. when she needs to because and I I just this has been a horrific year for Chloe. I mean, and she's had a few bad ones, but this one but is pretty she's not bad. Had some, she's not had some great years. This is a banner year though for yeah. Tristan Thompson being an absolute cretin. No, <laughs> like in the it, like teasing on her when guy. he was in labor, like or oh. when he was in the that that was bad. That was obviously very bad. He somehow gets worse, and it's just it is actually almost impressive of how horrendous somebody can horrendous. be to somebody horrendous it's, I really like you said that like I so like a lot of the times it's like oh yeah whatever fine like you kind of know that somebody's gonna act like this you need to cop on a little yeah. bit my sympathy for Chloe in the last week oh, has gone gosh. through the roof because she has gone through basically every bad relationship yeah trope that you can go through yeah yeah and this is a woman as well who like before this part of her life was in the relationship with Lamar Oden yeah. and had that 
kind of fall out in the press and you know his overdose and the blame that was put on her for that and all this kind of stuff prior to that it was all about her weight and her looks yeah. and all this kind of stuff and it's like this girl and like look the money and all that stuff right there be people who'd be like ah but she's grand in her whatever house and blah blah yeah, yeah yeah grand right she's rich she's wealthy grand but like she what came through from from what I've seen of this series on Hulu is the level of awareness she has about how quick people are mm-hmm. to totally tear her down. Like, so the first episode of the new series, series two, um, was a little bit more recently. It was kind of a very in-depth conversation with her and none of the other sisters, um, or it wasn't about any of the other sisters. They were speaking, but it was all about her story and her talking about how she is and where she is now and all this kind of stuff. Episode two, we're jumping back six months and the rest of the series is going to kind of fill in those gaps and bring us up to to kind of near enough to where they picked up in episode one. Mm-hmm. And she says it in the first, the first episode, she's like, I, about the secrecy around this pregnancy and all this kind of stuff about, she just couldn't hear about how stupid she was from the public and the press the whole way through this kind of pregnancy she was like, I just can't do it. I just can't hear from people how fucking stupid I am about mm. taking him back. And I was just like, oh That's my really God. Sad. Like, it's like so really sad. sad. It's like so I've sad. been in that sort of situation, you know, when you're like, oh, like you want to like, like do something and you're like, oh my God, I am going to be like, yeah. Absolutely torn apart by my friends. Basically, the plot of the Matt No More Virgos, <laughs> the friends <laughs> are there being like, will you cop yourself on? Well, she don't want to do it. And that's on such a tiny scale. It's your couple of mates. And that, like, if everybody has an opinion on your relationship and yeah. the same opinion, yes, yeah. you shouldn't be with him. That is really hard. Yeah. That must be really difficult. Some of the revelations and a bit of a timeline for people who maybe don't watch the show like ourselves. Um, some of the biggest things that came up in the most recent episode was stories about um, the engagement and whether or not the two of them were engaged and all this kind of stuff. Um, but there was this revelation that Tristan went to Kim and told her that he was going to propose to Chloe on Valentine's Day of 2021. Um, and... Kim had never heard anything back and she was like, did you propose? What happened? Blah, blah, blah. And apparently Tristan had already asked Chloe to marry him in December and she had said no. And it was revealed in December that Tristan was fathering another child with another woman. And this broke and we, this is all the stuff that was in the public, right? It was like, oh my God, the guy's a fucking loser. Like how mm. the hell has he done this again? Again. <laughs> at the time they were together, right? Like they were dating at that time. They were dating. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and they were like, and like, look, I think a lot of people kind of could understand their return to a relationship for true and for their first child and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, okay, grand, like maybe you were just fucking so stupid and got so caught up in the celebrity. And like, I don't know, maybe to do it again, it's part of your character. It's just who exactly. you are. Exactly. Um, the, so this came out in December, but this happened, right? And Chloe is now filling in the gaps that days before this news broke of him fathering another child, um, the couple did an embryo transfer with a surrogate for their second child. And oh, Chloe claims, it's awful. Chloe claims that Tristan was pushing her to have a second child and do this embryo transfer by a certain date. Um, while all the time knowing about the other baby, apparently he knew in like July 
that this oh. other woman was expecting his child. My blood is boiling. It's it's <laughs> horrific. He proposed to Chloe that December after it was out in the world that they were whatever. And she said no, because she wouldn't have been excited to tell people. She was like, I just thought it should be something we were so proud of. And right now I'm not proud of it. Oh, so but eventually, um, sorry, this was the year previous, but then she eventually said yes in February of last year. And they were engaged right up until the news of his other baby broke and then she called off the engagement and it was all this stuff. And this is when she made those comments about like privacy. She was like, okay, the surrogate is pregnant. We're having a baby. And this news about you and this other baby is out there. I cannot have this get out. Like we cannot, we cannot go through an entire pregnancy of comparisons to the other baby, comparisons to the other mother. You know, where is Tristan today? Is he seen in the same area as the other mother? And like, is he going between, like, she was like, I can't do it. Um, And it's horrific to watch her tell this story of like the timeline and what happened and just how, like disrespected she was by this yeah. guy who is the father of now her two children and like it's sort of it's like obviously such like a massive kind of almost soap like storyline but yeah. then you do forget this especially because it didn't play out in real time and we didn't know about all this this is a real person's life and they are having yeah. the worst time and that is so calculated that yeah. allegedly Tristan was pushing for her to get an embryo an embryo <laughs> transferred by a certain date so he could knock up like yeah. somebody before it came out that he was having another baby it is so cynical and so horrible because you should be able to have the, all of the information available to you before you do something like have another kid um and it's just it's just really sad and having to then go through all of that it should be a really happy time watching a, your surrogate carry a baby that you want and then not really getting to enjoy that because you've been ripped off again (laughs) it's just really really sad yeah and like my question is like like we see it in the clips that like you know Kendall and the sisters are just talking about like you know why did he do like why did he push her in that time frame like was he just trying to trap her and I'm like, this again, this isn't a guy who is stuck for money, right? Like, no. this is a guy who has his own career. He I'm sure is, he's got Kardashian money, but he's still a rich man. Yeah, I'm like, what, like, why, why the drive to stay within the bubble? Why the drive? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would believe it if it was the first rodeo and you were like, this is the woman that I actually want to be a father with. And this is the woman I actually want to like have a family with. And mm-hmm. you'd be like, okay, maybe you're just a derper, but like, okay, Graham, maybe this is the one that you're like, but like, if this story has taught us anything, it's like, it is not Clo- the Chloe's of the world. It is not their responsibility to fix their partner. And Absolutely I think not. he has made it her responsibility for the last like five years. And I think now like the reports are that they're not really talking, that there's not, a huge amount of communication there other than kind of coordinating the kids and visits and all this kind of stuff which like under fucking standable like understandable I mean literally if they had like him locked out of the house I'd be like yeah fair absolutely but fine. what's like, what's to gain for him what like I, I really don't know like like you said he has his own money he has a career he before he was obviously we didn't really know about him unless you're like into like basketball you wouldn't know or whatever which like sports <laughs> what are you doing here there's another podcast for that <laughs> and uh, but like he was known 
like he had a career and he was known very well amongst circles yeah and to it's like it's not as if though he's like also like a big Instagrammy person or someone who shows up to the opening of an envelope so it doesn't even look like yeah. he's trying to do it for that level of Kardashian kind of fame he's not like on the red carpet like all do the you think time. he's just delusional that he's like I genuinely really love her I do that, think like, so like that's that feels like the the most realistic yeah which is like a level of delusion again uh, like I these think men and their delusions I can't it's one hell of a drug what the <laughs> fuck delusion yeah I just I think you're right I think that's the most plausible kind of explanation for it is he genuinely thinks that he loves her and every time he fucks up or whatever he's like oh but I will change yeah that's the last thing that's the last time I'm going to do something like that and just can't help himself yeah and we all know somebody whether it's ourselves or a mate or whatever who has been with somebody like this and not to be mean to men but it's usually the man it's guys (laughs) if history has taught us anything it is usually them (laughs) you do see that and you know you want to believe the best in people I do that as well I believe that people will change and I think people can change but only if they want to change and it doesn't seem like Tristan wants to change no and I feel I feel bad as well for the other babies now involved in this and the other women a little bit like not not so much the other one but like the other babies now they're like these sort of like almost like props in the story yeah um and that's unfair. Like yeah. they now know that like they'll go back and look at this and they know that they're like the sort of illicit love child yeah. in this massive story. And it's just horrible for everybody involved. It's really. horrible. Yeah. And I think the one thing the show has all like keeping up with our Kardashians and now the Kardashians has always done is kind of fill in some of the gaps of stories that we've already been really aware of. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but I've definitely said it on other podcasts and, and other kind of radio and stuff about um Pete and Kim's breakup because that was announced just days before um the announcement that, that the surrogate had had Chloe and, and Tristan's baby oh, and that they were like and it was like this weird thing that all of a sudden it was like Kim and Pete had broken up it felt really sudden and it was like the reports were that oh yeah they broke up like just days ago which again in a Kardashian sphere is kind of weird like mm-hmm. usually these stories take a couple of weeks and then they get out because Chris is working out how to kind of how do we want to frame this what best do we need to control it does it matter that much blah 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 and I I was my belief at the time was that they were doing it to protect Chloe that this was a very deliberate release of news to lessen the focus on this other big Kardashian news at the time to protect her and seeing her in the in the kind of you know the diary room or whatever it's called on the Kardashians seeing her speak about it all seeing her speak about her just like absolute need for a bit of privacy and need for a bit of alone time was like yeah that's what this was it was absolutely and like I didn't believe that Pete and Kim were a PR stunt I didn't no neither like, do I I was like I, I think don't, they really I, liked each other I, I, I look great I, did I think they were going to be together forever no did no. I think they saw forever together no but I thought they made each other happy for the time they were together yeah, and I haven't great. seen her that kind of giddy and like funny in a really long time. Like, we're getting it's such really gorgeous sweet. Kim these days. Like, I love Kim now, right? Like, oh my God. Kim human. has never looked better than in that leopard print uh, sort of cat suit thing. That oh, I've seen. Yeah, yeah, She looked phenomenal. And I was just like, yeah, this is the Kim era that I'm living for. But I do I agree. Like, I thought when that came out, I don't think even the breakup was a stunt either. I but think now I do think... It was held back. Yeah. and now, But save. now I do believe the level of of 
public displays of their relationship was a stunt. Oh, 100%. I, I, like I don't believe that they were, gala. Yeah, yeah. I do, yeah, I don't believe they did, they got together as a distraction. I believe they were together and Kim was like, I'm totally okay with this being my my Breathe story in. for the next little yeah. while because I'm I'm actually happy. I'm having a good time. Let's not take it. And I think they were like, let's get me and Pete out there and like, let's make news about that to just make sure that no one is rooting in, in Chloe's closets yes. to see what there is there. That's quite nice. And as well, I think that I always say this, like when we are both in newsrooms and stuff around same insights, I always said, if there is a story out there, it's usually because somebody wanted it out there. And this kind of proves that if we are ingesting a Kardashian story at a certain time, it is because they wanted us to know yeah. about it. Yeah. And if they want to hold back something, they can do it. Chris has yeah. the power yeah. to, obviously not forever, but she can choose, like pick and choose when things are going to be released. Yeah. So the fact because that they they're were, willing to play the yeah. game, right? Like they're willing to give exactly. and take. They understand good that if celebrity. To, pull a, to pull a story, they need to give a story. And I think yeah. the Kardashians understand that transaction better than anybody. Absolutely. And I think that they know when it's important and what what's important to hold back. And it's usually when it is something like this, like Kylie's pregnancy, like Chloe having the worst time of her life. Like that is something that you, even if it's going to get you ratings or it's going to get you clicks, you don't want to see your sister or your daughter going through that on a such yeah. public scale. So I, I'm glad they did it. Yeah. I'm very interested now hearing her talk about it because it must be still extremely raw. Um, yeah. And I think it's, it's quite vulnerable seeing her talking about that because, I mean, I'd be like, nope, we're not going into that. We can talk about yeah. hoosh for another while yeah. or <laughs> something. Courtney, Can't give Courtney him another multivitamin. Come on. Adopt a, adopt a child, Courtney. We know you want to. Um, but yeah, so I think it's, it's, in, it's really sad. It's just a very sad situation yeah. and I feel for her. Yeah, I do too. Um, this is another Beckham-esque type thing that I've not let into my my orbit, right? I I heard these rumblings and up until recently, I've been like, this is such a like non-existent story. The Hailey Bieber, Selena Gomez, like, mm-hmm. do we call it beef? I feel like it's just a beef between Selena Gomez fans and Hailey Bieber. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's Selena Gomez. It's not Selena Gomez. And I think I kind of like you're saying, I didn't really care about this because I never was that sort of age I yeah. suppose around I feel like Selena I just Gomez. missed it I feel like I just disconnected yeah. with that kind of Disney like yeah group, and then it kind of happened and I was like oh okay it's like you okay know? yeah whatever and I don't I don't really like engage with that sort of fandom so I never really saw how bad it was so it was quite interesting I found the call her daddy Hayley Bieber podcast genuinely quite interesting <laughs> so I also find the fact that call her daddy has been it's elevated like stories it, it it's literally like, breaks stories yeah. like, the, like, like the jamie lynn spears interview like right after the forbidden stuff like, like fair play to her fa- like honestly fair play because obviously for people who don't know the color daddy podcast there's like a really interesting kind of like juicy history there in that it used to be two girls mm-hmm. it used to be owned by this company barstool sports they had a beef over like the contracts the other girl left then it got bought by spotify for like stupid amounts of money um, I think one of the biggest sums that Spotify yeah. had ever brought a podcast for. I think for. only after Joe Rogan, I think. It was yeah, like and I mean, there. this is like a, a young woman. Is she like 26, 27? She's like around that yeah. age, right? Like yeah. She's a young woman who is now like, 
I mean, to many people will be totally unrecognizable. You won't know who she is. No. But she's like a multimillionaire off the back of what used to be like kind of just a like kink podcast, like a sex yeah. podcast and like kind of salacious celebrity stuff. And But like it wasn't what it is now, which is like no. very much like let's have conversations with mostly women who kind of have something to say. And it's like, like it breaks stories. It just absolutely yeah. does, which is like really interesting to me. Um, like it wasn't a, it wasn't a resource I would have used at work years ago. Whereas Not now you'd be like, who is she having on? Should I listen? Like, cause yeah. it could, it could have something because I think because of the, the theme of their podcast and the kind of her willingness to kind of say and share whatever, which is obviously great. It kind of has given her permission to ask whatever, even though yeah, you know exactly. that these are probably all pre-approved questions that are, you know, but it's yeah. interesting. But I mean, even like that, Hayley Bieber going on, you're not, you wouldn't really be linking Hayley Bieber to a sex podcast. Yeah. Like, even when they're like, oh, her and Justin are like, we're mad about each other. Obviously, we're crazy. They are very religious. Yeah. They are, they tend to be like, oh, everything is, and like, we have that sort of side, but they would never be like, oh, so this happened and like, got like, had like join the mile high club blah 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 yeah they're not going to be that open Hayley did quite well on the podcast I think she didn't seem media controlled which is no quite impressive yeah for... and like Hayley Bieber is a weird one to me in that I always think of the video of her with um was it Kylie Jenner she was with and they oh was it, who was it and they were like trying to get a picture of the other person. And she was like, guys, oh, I'm right. Oh my God. And she was like Amazing. this, like blocking I... her face, thinking they were going to try and take pictures of her as well. And then they like nearly knocked her over trying to get pictures of Kendall or whoever it was. I genuinely forgot about that. I think it was Kendall, wasn't it? Yeah. And like, yeah. that was always where she was positioned in that. Like she's obviously <laughs> a Baldwin. So she's linked to that kind of lineage. And it was like, that was kind of cool. But like grand, like you're friends sure. with these people, but we don't really know a whole while about you like grand and then her star like slowly starts to climb and then I think she it really jumped when there was that rumor around the Met Gala that her and Sean Mendes were together mm. when they walked the red carpet together and then I think she became kind of a little bit more like oh she's a story on her own not just as like a friend of Bella or a friend of Kylie or whatever mm-hmm. um, and then obviously she got with it eventually married Justin Bieber making her Hailey Bieber and now she's like the fashion and hair inspo for like everyone on TikTok that I see. She created reviews. chrome nail varnish, apparently. Like <laughs> the glazed the fucking, donut nails. The glazed donut nails. I <laughs> with the glaze. Sorry if anyone's got them. They are lovely, right? I love them. I think they're but, gorgeous. But she didn't invent them, did she? No. It's chrome like, nail varnish. <laughs> I just know that if I was still working at one of those websites, I would be like, this is a story that is so good. Because it's like, <laughs> it's nothing. But it's, it's like, what's her, like, I remember there was a point in my career when I would be looking at Holly Willoughby's Instagram every morning at quarter past nine, because that outfit. was when she used to put up the outfit for this morning. Mm. And you would be like, please have there be something from Zara. Please have there be something from Zara. And then she's like, where well, is Zara's skirt? And you'd be like, a Zara skirt. Oh my God. And it's in stock, right? Like, get it out there. You'd be like, like get it out there. Or the shared trauma we have gone through. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah of course. This is a therapy <laughs> podcast now of me and Emma just talking about like the nonsense. Embargoes and yeah. press releases and like yeah. this morning. Holly Willoughby's Zara skirt is embargoed till 10 o'clock. <laughs> you can't put it out. 
But like, yeah, but like, so Hayley Bieber is kind of that person now. And I would imagine for a lot of me and yous still sitting at those desks mm-hmm. um, or, you know, whatever, covering that kind of stuff. She's she's the gift that keeps on giving because she just whatever she wears will go viral. Whatever she steps out in will go viral. Right? Well, like absolutely beautiful. She is. Um, but she appeared on Call Her Daddy, and they have teased this now for a couple of weeks. And the big thing that they've teased is her discussing the relationship between her and Selena Gomez, and if or if not, Haley's relationship with Justin overlapped with Justin when he was with Selena. Mm-hmm. And they discussed the constant attacks from some of Selena Gomez's fandom who have made it very clear that they don't like Hayley and have kind of pinned the breakdown in this kind of celebrity couple on Hayley and this apparent cheating that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have been kind of teasing this for the last week and eventually the podcast released. And Hayley is like flat out saying that like there was no overlap. Like there was yeah. months between... And that was just not something that she would have done and all this kind of stuff. But it was, it was mainly, I was like, Grant, I don't really, I don't really care about that, but it was mainly her discussion on where things stand with Selena and how she feels about that fandom and, mm. and the, the attacks on her. Um, one of the most kind of notable moments in this was at the Met Gala last year. Last, last year, year, I think, yeah. Um, when footage came out of you know Haley apparently kind of rubbing her eye and Justin saying something like don't cry or don't some cry. of this yeah and it was reported that there was like Selena fans chanting Selena's name at Haley and Haley said in the podcast I could hear everyone screaming and again I think there's a certain part of you that's just numb to it all I was really surprised and I didn't know if that's what was really going on until I saw the video afterwards Mm-hmm. Um, she discussed a lot of this kind of stuff that she's like, I'm kind of so used to it that like it, sometimes it just doesn't even get in, and then sometimes you're yeah. like, oh wow, okay, that actually happened. Um, but interestingly, she spoke about her and Selena and where they are and the fact that they have spoken since her wedding to Justin, and she's saying that there's no drama. Um, and she's like, that's also why I feel like, well, if everybody was on our side, everyone on our side knows what happened and we're good, that we could walk away from it with clarity and respect, then that's fine. Um, and speaking of the hate from Selena's fans, she said, what I will say is that she has been in the industry much longer than I have. And maybe there's something that she knows about you know, not saying something because it wouldn't fix anything. She doesn't owe me anything. Neither of us owe anybody anything except respect. And I respect her a lot. She, I think she handled herself really well. Really well. And I, the thing is, I, I never really engaged with this. Uh, I mean, firstly, because like it was kind of, a, I was out of that sort of age bracket to really care. But I get really annoyed when they, people try and piss women specifically against each other only because yeah. they were dating the there was fella. clearly nothing yeah there was yeah. clearly nothing going on between selena and uh hayley and they like selena's fans they need to cop off themselves the ones who are obviously not, not all of them but the ones who are genuinely demonizing this girl for going yeah. out with somebody after he dated somebody they liked the thing is i i understand they were like they kind of like britney and justin for like a certain yeah. era yeah. of people and you'd <laughs> be annoyed for our peers out there hi guys <laughs> for our peers yeah <laughs> oh god I feel so old um, <laughs> it's like they they shouldn't have been pitted against each other Haley yeah. didn't do anything wrong Selena didn't do anything wrong 
if you want to blame someone, blame Justin. But it doesn't seem that there is anything to blame for because they weren't cheating. No. He just got a new girlfriend and that happened to end up being his wife. Yeah. So, and that happens a lot. People are in like really long-term relationships and then they get out of that relationship and then that happens to be the, the one they married. Yeah. Like, it happens a lot. It's not Haley's fault. No. Everyone needs to calm down. And it must be really crap having people like just constantly coming up with this sort of yarn that you're this like devil woman. Yeah. And being compared to somebody constantly, whatever you do. I, I feel and constantly her. like dismissing your relationship as just yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, like she could never really lean into them. as, And I feel like she keeps herself relatively private like she they doesn't do. so like this interview I've is I feel like probably the most I've heard from her I don't think I've ever heard her speak oh, yeah kind of so candidly about like personal stuff I think there's um, that Vogue interview wasn't it or something that they did and they basically kind of spoke about like marriage being hard or whatever but I think they're like they're not about specifics and all like oh well here's all the yeah. crap that he does and I don't like well they're they seem like she seems quite mature like yeah. she said handled herself very well on the podcast and I think if she's done it as much as she can to put this to bed yeah and she can't do anything about it if it yeah. doesn't get put to bed and I mean if I was Selena fans I would be more like maybe we should turn our attention to Justin yeah. because I I have not been seeing anything else on my TikTok recently other than and I know I'm months late guys right like I'm trying to build up <laughs> the algorithm so I'm catching up on like two years worth of TikToks all of the like videos of him being really kind of like apparently hateful to to Hayley like all of the mm-hmm. and it's like like we've all seen live videos and stuff where he's been a bit like dismissive of Hayley and I'm like I just feel like Hayley's been a bit of a punching bag yeah in, in this whole scenario for a really really long time and like Selena has come out since she's made a statement since this podcast which again is unlike Selena mm. I don't think we've we don't usually see these kind of personal statements from her um and she's relatively quiet on social media like she's not hugely kind of engaged in that kind of pop culture con- like conversation but she said um I think some of the things that I don't even need to be aware of uh, are just vile and disgusting and it's not fair and no one ever should ever be spoken in the manner that spoken to in the manner that I've seen all I have to say is it's incredibly ironic that I would release something that is all about kind words because that exact that's exactly what I want if you support rare which is her makeup line yeah weird little brand mentioned there from <laughs> Selena. she said I cannot thank you enough but you know that you are also representing what it means. And that is words matter, truly matter. So I think she, what she was trying to hear was like align this positive message that she, like about like, let's leave Haley alone. With but also by my concealer. The positive <laughs> message of her beauty brand, which by all reports is apparently very good. Apparently I was very like, good. Yeah. I was like, maybe this wasn't the time to be like, you know, two for one offer now in PBS. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it was just a bit like, oh, okay, right, Grant. But it, it's just, it feels like there is nothing in this story, but they cannot let it go. No. And I feel like Selena as well, she has now kind of, she has her rare beauty and she's in Only Murders in the Building. Very, very good show. She's very good in it. Very good. And I think she's kind of elevated herself past this sort of bullshit kind of stuff. Yeah. And she doesn't want to be involved with it either. Yeah. Um, so I think everyone wants to move on from this, except the fans <laughs> except for the fans yeah which like as Selena would as I imagine Selena would want to say if you're real fans of her would you not be Absolutely. over you know what I mean would you not be following I just feel like it's weird it's, it's a weird part of the internet that I'm like like I 
I think you're almost belittling her as well by acting as if she cares. Yeah, and that's all that sort of still stuff. matters. Yeah, like I mean, she is. Has she not been through a lot of shit since then? Like, is she not? She got her skin kidney. Like, <laughs> just so yeah, so weird that that is the thing that they're still holding on to about her. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, um, we're going to touch on this very briefly because I know we're going to be coming back to this on the podcast in whenever it airs. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. Is getting an all star series. Oh, praise the Lord. Sign me up. Sign I have me ne- up. Now, this is something as well that I kind of missed over. I wasn't really paying attention. And then I saw, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm sure that's going to happen. I am so excited. This is going to be good. <laughs> like, literally, like, I used, so I watch I'm a Celebrity. I always watch it for the first couple of weeks. I watch it when yeah. they're all doing Bush Tucker trials, and then I lose interest in the last week. Yeah, yeah, I will watch. If you want to put Helen Fanagan in a tree and dangle her, try and get some meals and see her cry, I will watch that every night for the rest of my life i'm so excited genius (laughs) it's so good so the lineup that we have so far um there and they're still are they still adding or is it i feel like there's a couple that have kind of dropped since then you know the kind of uh uh, like as in we know the full lineup but it's not official the full lineup but everybody will be using their composite pictures of these people yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Just Google it. You'll know what we're talking about. Um, so some of the names that are popping up on the reported list, Amir Khan, Carol Vorderman, Dean Gaffney, who is one of my oh, favorites. Amazing. Um, Georgia Toffolo, Gillian McKeith, which uh, I, I just guys were not ready for this again. If you if you are not there for Gillian McKeith pretending to pass oh, out and oh. Anton Deck not even going to help her, just standing there being like, Yeah, all right. Oh yeah, can we get can we get a doctor? It was the most pathetic. Phenomenal. Ever. She's so bad. Salt in in her knickers, and that oh was a national scandal. And I just, I just think it is like when I think nowadays you can kind of give or take on a celebrity. Sometimes, sometimes some good moments, but whatever. Yeah. Back in the day, it was perfect television. Oh, so Paul Burrow putting his arm in a hole and making those expressions <laughs> while Anton Deck absolutely pissed themselves in the back. It's so good. Elite television, and now we're getting all of them. Yeah, like all them together, like, all just together. Mylene Class apparently is going back in. Mylene Class, bring the bikini. Helen Flanagan, like you mentioned, oh. uh, Janice Dickinson, who I'm oh my god really keen to see return to reality TV. Mm-hmm. Joe Swash, Jordan Banjo, Great. Paul Burrell, like you mentioned, Sean Ryder, and then the news I saw yesterday was that boy, and I don't think this was breaking; it was just when I saw it. Boy George is really? also joining. To be the biggest biggest signing ever for I'm a Celebrity, oh. reportedly getting $1 million, which is about £879,000, I'm told, by the Metro. Oh, my God. So... That's a boy... That's interesting. I didn't see that. That's... Like, also, for that sum of money, I, like... I wouldn't have... No, I don't know. And also, they always are a bit risky when they start putting out payments, because remember, they gave, like, Noel Edmonds, like, 500 grand, and he was the first person out. <laughs> He came in late and was the first person to vote out. So bad. What did he get paid? He got paid something stupid. It was something like 500, six, I think it was 600 grand. And it was like the biggest signing they'd ever made. And yeah, he came in like three days late and he went like three days later. Wow. <laughs> the biggest waste of money I've ever seen. It was fantastic. Such a waste really of money, it. wasn't it? Oh no, yeah, I'm, but, I'm absolutely buzzed for this to come back. Because I feel like, again, like I've kind of drifted from I'm a Celebrity I just don't think it has the same pull. And being the Welsh the, years, the Welsh years have been shit. Like obviously they're oh, going God. back now, but um, 
yeah, All Stars is going to be in South Africa, but it's not going to air until next year. We'll definitely be talking about it again because I'm sure there'll be more of a drip, a drip feed yeah. of news before then. On to our loves of the week. It's been a big mm-hmm. week. Big um, I say that, but my I'm looking at my loves now and I'm like, these are very <laughs> unexciting. My first one, Emma, is Delhi Wedges. So... Um. I was back, like I mentioned at the top of the episode, I was back in Dublin over the weekend and me and my girlfriend were like, we have a handful of places that we really want to go while we're here. Most of them were food related. And one of the main things was like, I need a deli. Like I need a deli. And I wouldn't have been a huge deli person before, Mm -hmm. but it's like, when you don't have it, you're like, fuck it, I would kill for a wedge. Like I was only talking to this about my friend. So my friend that came to visit this weekend, she um, lives in London. Um, she's English and I was explaining the chicken fillet rolls for this weekend yes and I have said this so I lived in London for like seven years and if I had had the money I would have set up Opened it. a deli yeah. counter we see it all because, the time all the like, time why is there no delis in London the amount of Irish in London and you can't get a chicken fillet roll you can't get a wedge you can't, you can't get a sandwich get, you, can't can't get a, shop. you can't get a sandwich you can't go into a shop and be like oh can I get that and that and that like like it's it's wild. Yeah. Like, like it's you have wild. to go to like a subway or something to get a sandwich. And that's not, that's cake. That's nice yeah. bread. We can't legally call it that. And it's like, it's just wild to me. And I remember there was a place in Tooting that did a chicken fillet roll on a Sunday, but only like while they got, and I was like, I was a hundred miles away. And I was like, could I go down and get a chicken fillet roll? Like it is, I mean, it's just there. It's a business opportunity that will not fail. It's right there. <laughs> But where, maybe where we should crowdfund. Maybe we should crowdfund through this podcast, and, I, and yeah. I'll eventually open one for anyone who li- all the Irish people who live in London. Please it's so sad. A cuisine de France contract, and just oh my god, oh, but like the where, rolls. Now, oh, the rolls. Where did you get your wedges? Now I know wedges are available in lots of different places, but where did you get them? I got them in Spar. Right, great. And they were good. It's just sometimes, it's just sometimes they're they're there a bit a bit long, and they're a little yeah. bit soggy and soft. Yeah, and like they're still yummy, but like they don't have that like these ones were like the perfect amount of crunch, but not awesome. crunchy. Just like oh oh my god, they were so good. And like we, I say, anyone who walked past the car, we were just sat in the car like <laughs> eating the wedges. So we we're like, oh my god, the wedges. Oh my god, I say anyone who walked past, they were like these yolks have been in captivity for the last fucking ten years. But it you was, know what? You oh, basically happened. <laughs> ba- I mean, I basically happened. Basically. And we got we got a load of snack, like rock shandy. We got like oh, chipsticks. Like oh, we were just like all the and like look, we're we're in London again. We're not in Siberia. And it's <laughs> not as if we never go back. But the 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 deli, when you're feeling a little bit tender after a few pints, oh. nothing better. Nothing Amazing. better. And I used to work in a deli when I was like from when I was 16. For a good for like four years, I was in Super Valley Parmesan, and uh, I hated the deli so much afterwards because I had to deal with tender people on a Sunday morning who would queue outside before the supermarket was even open, like in their dressing gowns, like full face makeup still on, oh. and would come in and order like 18 chicken fillet rolls with like the most convoluted orders and I wanted to die but then I left and then now I can respect the beauty of a deli counter once yeah. more yeah yeah anyway your loves of the week are a little bit more appropriate for the podcast uh what have you been enjoying um so I have really been enjoying Drag Race UK um I love Drag Race UK the third series wasn't great but the fourth series is shaping up to be an absolute treat um yeah 
it's it's just so great. I don't know if um it's very hard for you to watch it in Ireland, I will say. I got the Wow Presents Plus app app, I caved, I got the subscription and we're two episodes in and it's just there are some brilliant uh queens on it this year and also some quite established queens. Okay. If you are from um, if you live in England or engage in that sort of scene, you'll know Cheddar Gorgeous, you'll know Danny Beard. Um and it's just the level of drag is great, but I just really love Drag Race UK because the references are so ridiculous. Yeah. On the first week, there were two people on the runway dressed as Mr. Blobby. And that, it, I just want to see the American viewers, the American yeah, yeah, fandom, tuning in and being like, what? Because the, the runway was um, to celebrate the BBC centenary. So they all came as like people dressed as like, as like BBC characters. Okay. So some people were like, someone was like Patsy Stone, um, someone was Del Boy, someone was the, the bust from the Queen Vic <laughs> that sits on it, and there were two blobbies. And I'm like, you won't be getting this now in the American one. I mean, you won't be getting this level of uh, pop culture gold. Um, so I've just really enjoyed that. Um, and then my other thing that I've really enjoyed, well, I say enjoyed, I've just been fascinated with in the last week, is the Try Guys. Yeah. Scandal. If yeah. you had yeah. I really I was glad you put this in loves because I didn't want to cover it in news because I was just no. like, I don't like grant like I, man I cheats on wife. Whoa. 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 No. What? <laughs> well, oh my god, what? But I, I'm kind of glad you're mentioning it here because it is it definitely did catch my attention this week because I feel like yeah. anyone who was anyone our age who grew up on YouTube watching like BuzzFeed mm-hmm. will know the try guys. So well, these, no, these or, very or if you're me, uh, I was like, what is going on? I don't understand this. Why? Well, who was a try guy? And I then I looked it up and I was like, oh, I do remember these videos. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feed Grant. And um, but it was like the entire Internet for about six hours could only focus on one thing. And that was this guy, Ned. And um, it, it was alleged that he cheated on his wife with um, a colleague. And then they released statements afterwards. Ned has been dropped by the Try Guys. Um, With a really weird statement where they were like, right. after thorough investigations, we can't like, see a pathway forward. It was, on, it, was like, it was on TikTok about six hours ago. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then, yeah, then the wife came out and said, like, thank you for all the support. I really appreciate it. Apparently they're working on things. But the thing is that he is, like we said, the phrase wife guy earlier on. Yeah. Ned is a big wife guy. Everything yeah. is my wife. His, the wives have their own channel. They're like the tri wives. Or oh, I, I didn't know, know that. Okay, yeah. okay. So the marriage was a big sort of foundation for his entire being and character and public persona. Gotcha. And then it turned out he had a he. <laughs> the statement was so funny because it was like, oh, um, I I've made some bad decisions and I had a consensual work relationship. I'm like, the adding of consensual there raises more questions than yeah. it actually. <laughs> yeah. No one was judging. No one was saying it wasn't. Like, yeah, that's not the issue here. Um, but yeah, I just found it really at the, the corner of the internet you can access when, like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if you had said his name to me like the day before, I'd have been like, literally who? And then I found myself on a bus in traffic. I was so absorbed. I was down like rabbit holes on Instagram. I was three years back on their Instagram. Like, yeah. gone. Ah, uh, they looked so happy. Oh, good for them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was. I, I think my, basically my love of the week is just um, just pop culture and how things I don't you know. care about can take over my entire day. Yeah, 
yeah, I, I do love stories like these because they're so insignificant. But yeah, people are like, <laughs> not, not Ned. Uh, not Ned. Not Ned. Not Ned. It was being compared to um, this was the Gen Z version of uh, John Mulaney leaving his wife and going yeah. off with um, Olivia. And it was because I was way too involved in that story for somebody who does not know John Mulaney or his wife or his new girlfriend. <laughs> Like, I don't care. I was so involved. No, I was literally like searching every search term on Twitter being like, yeah. oh my God, if they actually, and then I'm like, oh my God, and Olivia, none is pregnant and blah, blah, blah. Like, Looking for like the last level. pictures of them together and you're like, uh, I want to see what they look. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. Like I have but, a full-time job. Yeah. I don't know how I find the time to get. I Sometimes I wonder that as well. Like, do you know when you say something to someone and you're, they just have not heard the story and you're like, uh, well, I would love to see what comes, because there's, I just see like at night, little little elves crawl crawl up my back and into my ear and just fill me with all of this shit. Like <laughs> names. And again, it's from where we worked all the time. But like the recall of names and where people used to like where they yeah. worked and like who they were with. And you know, it's just outrageous. It's outrageous. Like, I was sitting there watching Drag Race UK and it's Kathy Dennis on. And I was like, she wrote Toxic about Supervet. And like I shouldn't have an entire like access of memory yeah, yeah. things like that and like now did, did, did they all know that Kathy Dennis Rose talks about super fast like I literally have a job I have a life apparently and <laughs> I don't know how I have this amount of time to spend on Ned cheating on Ariel like I don't know wild but you know do you know what? Sure. I, I had my fun look <laughs> There's been a theme to this week's episode, and it's a theme of much of the podcasts that I record. <laughs> Men, <laughs> question mark. Men. Right? Just, Are you okay? We're even wide open. Chloe has obviously set the bar for having possibly the worst ex of all time. Yeah. Interesting, Thompson. Mm-hmm. But we asked our listeners, we wanted to do a bit of research to make sure that there mm-hmm. wasn't someone worse. They're maybe not worse, but there was plenty of bad. There was plenty oh, of just as bad, right? They're they absolutely trying. So you are sharing with us some of your worst ex stories. Um, and just a quick run through um of some of them. One guy that I dated for a while told me that he liked to paint self-portraits of himself, <laughs> nude, lying on clouds. Again, delusion. Hell of delusion a drug. <laughs> delusion uh, a guy I used to date would play kings of leon in the bedroom and would <laughs> always climax during sex on fire no! we lasted two months she said two two months, two months she two lasted months. two I'm sorry, months the second you start hearing you're gone you leave i'm sorry have that respect for yourself every time Imagine like if it just if they got a bit carried away and he was like, just a sec, Alexa. No. <laughs> Fucking hell! Two months that poor girl had to listen to this guy orgasm during the fucking oh, peak of sex is on fire. Caleb follow it. Oh my god! Um, one girl has not been able to escape escape her bad ex. It's been four years and his mom still likes every single Instagram post, oh. even ones with my now boyfriend. You know what? Um, I do love Facebook moms who will do that and 
Also, moms just can't forget her. I have my moms can't forget. They can't forget. My Deb's picture is still on the wall with my then boyfriend from when I was 18. Lovely person, but like obviously yeah. we're not together. And there's no other pictures on the wall of the kids, of me and my brother. It's just that picture. <laughs> it's so wild to me. Like so and like I'll go to people, I'll be at people's house and I'll be like, is that my friend with her ex fella? Yeah. Like why is that and, there? Like, why is that there? I mean, luckily that that relationship didn't end badly. But can you imagine if like it had like every other story in this sort of uh, this episode? <laughs> so had, but then the picture's there forever. Forever. Like what well, 20 odd years later, and I'm still there, my lovely orange dress and the updo. Oh, come here. Next, next a, wi- a winning like look, I'm sure. A winning, a winning look, look oh, I'm sure. Um, we're gonna end on a high with the real mm-hmm. the real endorsement of men everywhere. My ex-boyfriend got stoned at my mother's funeral and it's the only person I've ever punched in the face. Oh, oh, Tristan, you've got to run for your Dirt. 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 Honestly, lads, are you all right? Are you you all right? Like, that is (laughs) disgraceful. Oh my God, that is horrendous. Isn't it? I'm sorry. Sorry to that girl. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm so sorry to to all of you, but look, I'd like to say that we've sorry, all, women. Yeah, I'm sorry, ladies. And I'm, I'm sorry, ladies who love men, because I have not had men. the same trauma. Or and men who love men. Anyone who loves men, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I, I can say for all of us. not doing it is great. Like whether in romantic <laughs> relationships or not, it's great. Yeah. Um, great. I mean, it's just embar- a constant embarrassment liking men, isn't it? Really? It's just such like, a source of shame. Such a source of shame. <laughs> but yet I was the one who had to experience coming out. It was it was me who dealt with the it trauma. Was you. Cool. Got it. Got it. Got it. What a rigged system. Emma Kelly, I would like to again apologize for my appearance and audio today because I am aware that I'm rather crusty from a weekend, but it was lovely to catch up with you. Oh, it was great. And also I think we really matched each other on the sort of gravel voices. So <laughs> yeah, fine. Like, nah, nah, nah. like just Deirdre barrowing through this whole episode I mean she's an icon don't don't mock it oh may she rest (laughs) Emma thank you so much we've done like I said we've done this many times on my bottom paper but it's lovely to talk about all this other stuff that we normally only briefly discuss in the DMs when it breaks and we're like this is mad (laughs) that's mad talk to you later (laughs) she's giving me this oh my god crazy just like that finally giving us a space to talk about it to people who care about our our pop culture wings oh stunning (laughs) Anyway, it is Monday morning. This will be out tomorrow. So I, for you, I hope the whole week is great for the rest of you. I hope the rest of your week is great. We'll be back next week with hopefully some positive news about men. We'll keep you posted. I, I wouldn't count on us, to be honest. I wouldn't count on it. I wouldn't count on it. Thank you so much to my guest, Emma Kelly, for joining me this week. And thank you to you guys for tuning in each and every week. Continue to show us love and support over on social media. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at don'tquoteme.podcast. You can also find us on all of your favorite podcast apps so you can listen whenever and wherever you like. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode and all the latest goss. We'll talk to you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.